It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the moment last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Well, good morning and welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Today's show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in life-changing nutrition education and counseling. I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist, and I thank each of you for listening today. You know, each week we bring you information on how nutrition or the lack of it affects your health. We might bring you information about the nutrition connection to depression, or the nutrition connection to ADD, ADHD, or the nutrition connection to diabetes, or the nutrition and arthritis connection. But today we want to talk about how food affects the defiant child. And really, I want to start the show out sharing a wonderful story that relates very closely to our topic today. You know, a nutritional weight and wellness client by the name of Zane and his mother, Kelly, both came into Nutritional Weight and Wellness hoping to help Zane in the area of focus, mood swings, and even his eczema. You know, during our, the first meeting, he clearly was lacking focus. You know, he wasn't able to look the nutritionist in the eye, and talking with her was difficult. But with the help of his mother and the guidance of his nutritionist, We changed his diet, we took him off of gluten, had him start eating protein at most meals and snacks, you know, added a few key supplements, and amazing results occurred within three months. And even in six months, he was better. He was able to answer their questions, hold a conversation, his anxiety and depression were gone, he had color in his cheeks, and those dark circles under his eyes disappeared. And guess what? His eczema went away too. And you can check out Zane's full story on our website at weightandwellness.com. It's a good one. And I think everybody is saying, way to go, Zane. So it's really (laughs) wonderful. And today joining me is Joanne Rideout. She's a registered and licensed dietitian. Joanne sees clients at our Maple Grove and Wyzetta location. Joanne, aside from working with clients... You're teaching a few classes right now, I think, and writing a few articles. Yes. And a few other things. A few other things. So currently, I'm finishing up the Monday night class in Maple Grove, Mm -hmm. also finishing up the Friday class in Wyzetta. Okay. So working on those. Also, there's a uh, class coming up February 5th in Maple Grove um, about avoiding diabetes by eating real foods. Okay. So I'm planning to teach that also in February and then also in March. I'll be starting another series with um, Nutrition for Weight Loss, both in Maple Grove. And, you know, as long as we're talking about the defiant child, you just wrote an article for the newsletter. Yes, I did. And it's, what what did you concentrate on? Focused on balancing blood sugar. Okay. That was a big part of that whole thing. So balancing blood sugar, but then also making sure we eat balanced protein, fats, and carbs every time we eat. So we'll be expanding a little bit more on that today. Yeah, now this was kind of directed for children, right? It was directed for children, but definitely applies to teens as well. Okay. So, you know, we have a very interesting topic today. 
And it always goes back to food. And so that's what we talk about, how food can affect the defiant child. Right. But where we're really going to be talking about is how some children have very sensitive brain chemistry, and it shows up in their behavior. You know, I have children. They're a little bit older by now. Yes, I do too. (laughs) Grandchildren. (laughs) Plus, you know, I've worked with a lot of kids in my life and, and their parents. And I think we all just really love seeing how making changes in a child's nutrition helps in so many ways. Absolutely. You know, whether it's their energy, their focus, their all of overall health, and even their moods. You know, yeah. as nutritionists, this is what we do every day. It is. We put together a plan that balances the child's moods, reduces their defiant behaviors, their anxiety, all those things. And we find so often that the defiant behavior really is more anxiety than behave, than defiance. Yes. You know, it just kind of acts out that way. It's so, their, I, I, th- I always think it's their kind of their defense mechanism. Right. Or it's their way their brain deals with anxiety. Right. So at first, most parents, like myself, find it hard to imagine that changing what your child is eating will change the behavior. But when the child's brain feels better, the defiant behavior reduces and often disappears. You know, Joanne, it's really great to have you on because I know that you personally Thank you. <laughs> can relate to people who have kids that have a few problems. Yes. And, I, we, you know, we, we use the word defiant, but maybe we should use the word anxious. anxious. Yeah. Absolutely. I can definitely relate. My daughter was diagnosed with ADD growing up. She was diagnosed in second grade. Um, we dealt with moodiness and anger and anxiety issues. Especially difficult was the evening time when she was trying to get her homework done. We did make the mistake of putting her on medication, but that was what we were told would be helpful at that time. Yes. That was a long time ago. But it was really hard when she was coming off of that med and then also trying to get her homework done and then also winding down to go to sleep because then she wasn't, she was having a hard time falling asleep. Sure. So I really wish I would have known this nutritional magic that we that we're doing now because when she was growing up um, now that she is, she's 22, she eats much better um, and really focuses on the balance and and really focuses on getting enough protein. And so you kind of got her eating absolutely well this way. (laughs) And she kind of started on doing some of her own research even before I jumped in with it. So we both together worked on that and she's doing a lot better. You know, I think that's a a good point, Joanna. I think when people start to feel better, absolutely, they want to do better, right? And they're willing to do better. Yes. So, so also joining us is a very special guest and one of our teachers, Angela Makepeace. Angela teaches our nutrition for weight loss series, our weight and wellness series, as well as a variety of individual classes, including foods to build happy, focused kids. She really is a phenomenal teacher, and she's, oh, yes, (laughs) and she's a really great resource in this area because she's had a lot of experience with her own daughter and her students and a school system. Angela, you've seen both sides of the coin. Oh, yes. (laughs) How your daughter moods are when she's uh, eating on track (laughs) and when she's off track a little bit. Oh, yes. Yes. Quite the difference. It's great to be here. 
I feel like I can really help parents who are struggling with a defiant child or a child who struggles with a lot of anxiety. You know, I think you have tried so many things with your daughter. You, I have. You have. You have a whole have. pocket full of ideas. <laughs> yes, and now the ones that I found work really relate back to food and balancing that blood sugar. So we're going to talk more about that. My daughter was diagnosed with inattentive ADD and has a hard time focusing. Over the past few years, I've learned many strategies, nutritional strategies from nutritional weight and wellness. I've really figured out how foods affect her moods and her behavior and even how food affects how well she can listen. Sometimes her anxiety level was so high she couldn't listen. I then ask her, what have you eaten today or recently? (laughs) I bet that's a standard question in your house. It is. So, Angela, what you found may be new information for many parents, but you did find certain foods that created those bad moods, right? We sure did. Processed carbs. Processed Processed carbs. carbs. Yep. (laughs) That produces the most problems. (laughs) Yes. So what, I mean, you know, people are listening out there, Angela, and they say, processed carbs, what does that mean? Well, really just even, you know, the bagels, the toast, pasta, things like that. Yeah. Simple things yeah. that everybody yeah. thinks they need to feed their kids. Right. Macaroni mm-hmm. and cheese. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Granola oh, yeah. bars. That used to be yeah. standard at my house. Yes. Oh, gosh. Yuck. And it's all over. Yes. yes. So now one of the things we are always trying to be aware of is how balanced her blood sugars are. The same thing we talk about on Dishing Up Nutrition mm-hmm. in our nutrition classes. With my daughter, I've noticed when her blood sugar is out of balance, her emotions are also out of balance. So I work hard to help her keep her blood sugars in balance. So, Angela, you shared a great story before we went on air today. You shared a great story about how sugar affects your daughter's brain chemistry. That's right. So share it with listeners, please. Sure. When my daughter has too much sugar, she is not her typical character. She becomes sensitive, angry, and very emotional. It's definitely not the side I like to see. You know, I was wondering if... as People are listening to this show and they've got kids that are like anywhere from, say, 2 to 20. Mm-hmm. If they think when they notice that a kid eats sugar and they get these same kind of symptoms, and I bet the light bulb just went on in their head. Absolutely. Yeah, and for some reason, I think parents see that often with younger kids. They make the connection when they're little mm-hmm. and they're trying to feed them more and but then it's like when they get middle school and high school, they kind of forget that piece. And that's kind of what happened to me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And yeah, they I also agree. don't necessarily know what their child's right. eating all day long. Yes. Yeah. You're losing kind of that insight right. and control because you're not with them as much. So there's certain foods that you found that makes her more emotional, more sensitive, more angry, more mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The aha moment was a few years back, she came home from hanging out with her friends, and she was very crabby and so angry. She just was not acting like herself. So I, I bet you thought she maybe had a fight with one of her friends or something had happened with, with the group of friends she was with. Oh, that's what I thought. I thought it was girl drama. Definitely. Oh, definitely. <laughs> but I found out that wasn't the case. Finally, I asked her where she and her friends had gone and if they'd been anywhere to eat. Yes. Turns out, (laughs) turns out she had gone to Starbucks for her first time and she had ordered a medium sized Frappuccino drink. I grabbed that blood sugar meter. I do not have diabetes, but I use a blood sugar meter because I think it's a good tool Mm -hmm. to use. I I like that numbers and uh, a little more about the 
biochemistry. Yep. And I measured her blood sugar, and it was 160. Wow. So normal blood sugar should have been, you know, 90 to 100. Wow. So when she was acting crabby and irritated and rude, she was in the range of Mm -hmm. someone with diabetes. So that might be a clue, too, that someone with diabetes might have some of these very same symptoms. Exactly. Because, you know, high blood sugar affects how the brain works. That's right. Yep. And let's face it. It does. A brain on sugar doesn't work very well. Nope. And a 16-ounce Frappuccino coffee drink from Starbucks has 15 teaspoons of sugar. Way too much sugar for a sensitive brain. So the reality is, whether it's a mocha or a cappuccino, it's not healthy. And these sugary coffee drinks have the ability to throw off a sensitive brain, big time. So, Joanne, I think we could keep going on this, but I think we better take a little quick break here. Let's take a break. So you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you've been listening for a while and have considered taking classes with us but haven't ever made it in, why don't you mark the schedule for the end of the month? Our Weight and Wellness series is starting up January 27th in many of our offices. This is our six-week series, and the classes are educational, interactive, and lots of fun. But the best part is when you're taking the classes, you start changing your diet, you're going to start feeling better. You're going to feel the benefit. If you have questions about our classes, give us a call at 651-699-3438. Or if you have any questions for us today, give us a call in studio at 641-651-1071. Nothing's more important than the health of your child, and it all starts with food. How do you feel about what your kids eat, what you shop for, cook, and serve them? If you want to do better, if you need to know more to do it, Nutritional Weight and Wellness has the class for you. It's called Foods to Build Happy Focused Kids. It's cutting-edge nutritional research about using real food to boost brain power and build immunity. Now, I know what you're thinking. Sounds great, but how could I squeeze that into my hectic schedule? Listen to this. It's a class you take online. You learn when it's convenient for you. Take the class while you're waiting, during your child's sports practice or music lesson, or when you're up in the middle of the night. It's the perfect solution for families on the go. If you are what you eat, it's your job to make sure your small fry are not actually small fries. Register today. Go online at weightandwellness.com or call 651-699-3438. That's 651-699-3438. You can do this. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. My name is Darlene Kavist. I'm a licensed nutritionist. And at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we've had a couple of fun media segments that I'd love to have you check out. Brenna Thompson, one of our dietitians, was recently interviewed by the Star and Tribune. And so if you're thinking about becoming a nutritionist, it would be great for you to read this. She was able to tell a little bit about her education, her job at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, what she does with clients. It was really a nice article. And Cara Carper, one of our licensed nutritionists, was recently on CARE 11, telling viewers to stop dieting and eat more to support your metabolism. Kind of a new thought for a lot of people. Both of these media segments can be found on our website at weightandwellness.com. Very nice. They're very short, but they're really nice. To yeah, they're both really fight. good. So, Joanne, we've got a few callers, I hear, on waiting. One caller. Okay. So that we'll take that call and see. Good morning, Hannah. You Hi. have a question? 
So I have a peanut allergy, mm-hmm. and I've been told that some of the peanut allergy can actually have um, 100% premium peanut oil, like things cooked in it. Mm-hmm. I was wondering, is that true, or is it worth... I've never tried that because I'm a little nervous, but is it like too risky, or... I, you know, I would say it was too risky, frankly. Mm-hmm. I would, I think you need to be watching anytime anything is cooked or has peanut in it at all. So I think, Hannah, you got to be really on guard for that. Now, yeah. I do know sometimes as people get older, that peanut allergy decreases, but you still have it in your system. So it's still going to cause inflammation. I mean, it may not rush you off to the, uh, ER, but <laughs> you don't want that either. So. I yeah, I thought about that too, and I, I just they said it's good for like most people, but then I said I don't know. I really don't want to chance it. So. I I don't think I think there's a, so many other options to use that I don't think yeah. you have to go that route. So right, hey, you know that's a great question, and thank you for calling in this morning. Thank you. Have right. a good day. Yeah. So what we were talking about before. You had let your daughter, maybe you hadn't let her, but your daughter yes. had had a coffee drink. Yes. And I had said that that coffee drink was from Starbucks, but it really wouldn't have mattered where it was from. It could have been from Caribou right. or from McDonald's. But that was really a learning point for myself and my daughter. She was able to recognize she didn't feel like herself with all of that sugar in her brain. Understanding how that Frappuccino affected her mood really helped her to start make different choices starting to, she you know she started to make these different choices and i think that's really great that's she took the power right exactly yeah great so you know if we break this down a little bit a typical medium sized mocha style drink from a coffee house contains anywhere from 11 to 21 teaspoons of sugar wow isn't wow. that amazing <laughs> that's a lot of sugar it is imagine just taking 21 teaspoons of sugar and just putting it in a glass of water and drinking it, you know, scooping in teaspoon after teaspoon after teaspoon, um, you probably wouldn't do that. That's essentially what you're doing when you are pulling up to the coffee house and ordering one of these frappuccinos or mochas or, you know, there's all kinds of things. Yeah, and really, it's not just the sugary coffee drinks. You know, some people, they're still having soda or maybe they're still giving their kids juice because they think that's a better choice. But those have enough sugar to throw off brain chemistry. Yeah, and as we discuss here on the radio and in our classes, that excess sugar leads to insulin resistance, and insulin resistance has been linked to a wide array of behavioral and mood disorders. That includes depression, panic attacks, anxiety, insomnia, and ADD, like we're Mm. talking about today. In fact, a recent study shows children who are given sugar every day have a significantly higher risk for violence later in life. This was reported in a British Journal of Psychiatry. That's amazing, isn't it, Angela? When you just stop and think of it, it is really, like you say, it's really profound that they have a significantly higher risk for violence. Right. You know, of course, you know, this doesn't happen only to kids' brains. Sugar affects the adult brain, too, and you know, we keep going over this, but it's sugar is a brain toxin. And having too much sugar from soda, pastries, processed carbs, you know, things like bread, pasta, it can set you up for mood problems, kind of emotional outbursts and depression. 
for some people, even a little sugar can start a cycle of cravings and then they want more and more and more sugar. And I think that happens to a lot of people. We know it does, doesn't it, Joanne? Yeah, definitely. So if you're wondering why you're feeling blue or maybe more emotional, take take a good look at what you're eating. I think that's it. Take a good look at what you're eating. It's very, very good to do that. And maybe you can make the connection that Angela and her daughter made to the coffee drink. Or maybe you can track it back to Halloween candy or the cookie bake. Or some people are still struggling with getting off of sugar even since the holidays a few weeks ago. I was going to say that. We've seen a lot of those people. And think, you know, if you're giving your kids a couple cookies or a brownie or a handful of candy every day, it might be time to get off that sugar train to help them balance their moods. So, so, oh. so Angela, you are also teaching in the school system. Mm-hmm. And I bet you have some stories about how you've noticed different foods affecting your students' behavior, too. Yes, I could go on and on, but I'll just share one. <laughs> so, Angela, now sure. these are, are you're, you're teaching older. Sure, yeah. Right now I'm working with teens. Yep. Teens, yep. okay. Okay. So not the two-year-olds. No, not the no. two-year-olds. Although, there's some parallels. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> they might be listening. Right. <laughs> so after my students um, have things like, granola bars, crackers, you know, these things that we send often for snacks or provide in a school system to snack on. People think they're healthy, but I noticed they would just be more hyper, irritated, and very chatty. So I was like, you know, I'm going to swap this out and just see what happens. So what I did is I started buying pistachios and pumpkin seeds, and immediately students, calmer, more focused, not as hyper. And it's because they had that fat versus that sugar yeah. to help balance their blood sugar in their brain. You know, I know difference. Yeah, I noticed that one time when I was teaching a group of young, they were like six, seven, eight-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And the kids that had had eggs and bacon for breakfast were the three that were calm and relaxed <laughs> and happy. And the the six that had had cereal for breakfast we're all they yep. could not stay in their chairs. Wow. They were all over fidgety and you know just and it was just such an interesting cuz I kept going and asking each of them, "What did you have for breakfast?" <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, I found out. So Joanne, I think it is that time again. It is. You are listening up to Dishing Up Nutrition. My name is Joanne Wrightout and I'm one of the dietitians at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. If you're looking to get a taste of our classes and you're trying to give your metabolism a boost, why not sign up for our Jumpstart Your Metabolism class? We'll be offering the Jumpstart Your Metabolism at our St. Paul office on Monday, January 19th from 6 to 8 p.m. So if that schedule doesn't work for you, uh, we'll also have Jumpstart Your Metabolism in our YZ office on Thursday, January 22nd from 6 to 8. So... Our front desk people can answer any of your questions and help you get signed up. So give them a call at 651-699-3438. Or if you have any questions for us today in studio, our number here is 651-641-1071. And we'll be right back. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. My name is Angela Makepeace, and I want to tell you about a special seminar we have coming up. It's our menopause seminar. Dar and Kate will be teaching this. It will be on February 7th from 1030 to 330 in our newly decorated classroom at our St. Paul location. It will be fun and relaxed. 
bring your sister or bring a friend. We will be serving a healthy organic lunch and snacks. In this seminar, you can ask your personal questions to Dar and Kate about your menopausal symptoms. Call 651-699-3438 for more details and to sign up, or check out our website, weightandwellness.com. So we already taught this seminar one time, and we had fun. It was a great nice. day. Yeah, it was. It was. I think everybody left with feeling like they had learned a lot in a very inspiring way. So. Definitely. So, so we have some callers, I think. Do. So maybe we should take a few callers, Joanne. Okay. Therese, you have a question about stress and blood sugar. Good morning. Good morning. Good. Um, hi, Dar. How are you? Good. Hi. Good, good morning um, to you. Tell people um, where so you're good. calling from. I'm calling from Illinois. You are. I know oh, it. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so I hate to bombard your show, Dar, but um, our, our next appointment is until next month, and I had a situation that's come up. For, um, <laughs> okay. The, the last week, I've been under a little bit of stress, emotional mm-hmm. stress. Mm-hmm. Um. And so I've been waking up with uh, blood sugar um, spikes for the last three or four nights um, with panic attacks. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm just wondering, is there a tweak I can do? The bedtime snack is apparently not holding me under the emotional stress that I apparently am under. Well, I, what would you recommend, Angela? Kind of the first thing, since it sounds like she's already having a suggestion of ours, maybe she needs a little more fat at that bedtime okay. snack? Yeah, and, and mm-hmm. it, so what are you eating now for the bedtime snack? That's not quite I'm making the, it. Uh, the full-fat coconut milk mm-hmm. with uh, the dynamic greens and a half a cup of um, either raspberries or strawberries. Okay, so it's pretty good, but maybe what you have to do is add, you know, some avocado to that and make it okay. or, you know, some almond butter, and I can't remember. I know you have food sensitivities, so I can't remember right. exactly what those are. But something that is kind of like a more solid fat, and sometimes mm-hmm. that will stabilize you a little bit better. Okay. Or maybe you need just a little bit more food. Just a little bit more food or a little yep. bit more fat. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks. Have a great Bye-bye. day. All right. <laughs> So okay. we've been talking quite a while on the phone. We have phone consultations and um, amazing change in, in her health. I mean, she says that all the time. So this is just a lot of little extra stress. So that's great. You know, so great that's, that's good. Yeah. So we've got another we've caller. Got two more callers. Okay. That sounds perfect. Good morning, Kelly. You have a question about diverticulitis. Good morning. Good morning. Um, so I have a, a family member who um, tends to have flare-ups of diverticulitis. I had um, kind of thought perhaps like some bifidobacteria, alglutamine, but I was wondering what you guys specifically thought um, diet-wise and or um, probiotics and, and that kind of thing. Well, I think your idea of probiotics like the bifido, like you know, at least three times a day and the glutamine three times a day. I think that's, those are great ideas. I think making sure that the person is eating, you know, I think a lot of times um, people have some constipation problems and that's what brings on the diverticulitis So, uh, or the flare-up. So making sure that the person isn't constipated and so 
you know, having maybe something like mixed magnesium helps with that. Sometimes vitamin C helps as a stool softener. So I think the other thing is making sure that the person is eating enough vegetables and enough fat and, you know, enough protein. I mean, just kind of the weight and wellness way. And uh, because whenever you're eating things like gluten and sugar, it inflames the intestinal lining and then you're in trouble. Right. So so, so the bifidobacteria and the L-glutamine, would you take them like both 10 minutes before Yep, that, I would. I think that sounds mm-hmm. great. Okay. So, and then, you know, if that keeps happening, maybe have the person come in for a consultation Mm -hmm. because it's a serious condition. Yeah, definitely. So, but thanks for the call this morning. Thank you. So. We have one more. Oh, okay. We're on a roll here. Good morning, Tracy. You have a question? Good morning. Good morning to Um, you. Hi. I am in one of the classes on the weight and wellness yes. mm-hmm. for weight loss. Mm-hmm. And so I've been trying to eat the weight and wellness way. And now I'm also in a boot camp. And our leader does a little nutrition thing, too. And she really talks about what calories, calories, calories. Well, honestly. So I'm, <laughs> I'm wanting some calorie and weight and wellness clarification just so I ease my mind on how much I'm eating. Well, stay with the weight and wellness way because actually, you know, technically trainers do not have the uh, license to uh, give nutritional advice. And uh, basically you need to be a licensed person to do that. So I think that that person is back kind of practicing the 1950s nutrition, which is a little bit old. So, you know, a great book to read is um, the, cal- what is it, Calories In and Calories Out? Is that the? Good Calories, good Bad cal- Calories. Good Calories, yes. Bad Calories. Great book to read because yeah. it just debunks that calorie stuff. And there's many books oh. out there now about that. Okay. All right. Well, I'm feeling really good. So thank you for your program. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, that's, right. it, that, that's a great question, though. That's a good, though, question. A good question. Because people get confused about that. And mm-hmm. um, what we're doing is supplying, in our program, we supply the nutrients that helps the metabolism work better. And that she actually has the energy to do boot camp. Right. If she stops that, if she cuts down on her calories pretty soon, she's not going to have the energy to do the boot camp exercises. Right. So, so should we go back to talking about our topic? Yes. I think that we were, you, Angela, you had... You had said that you basically, with the students that you work with in Mm -hmm. school, you've kind of changed some of their snack things. Sure. Yep. Swapping out some things. So what are you doing? I mean, tell tell listeners again, you know, you're not doing the granola bars. Right. But what are you doing instead of that? Yeah. So for a simple um, swap out, you know, in a school setting, I definitely do... Uh, you know, nuts and seeds. So if there are, like a previous caller said, a peanut allergy and so forth, then I go with more seeds. So like pumpkin seeds or sunflower seeds. So a simple swap out for seeds. And, you know, really when I'm working with my daughter, though, simple things for her is we've really got to start with that protein, you know, having Mm -hmm. some easy, portable protein. So looking for some nitrate and MSG-free, you know, beef jerky, that's a great place to start. Okay. That sounds good. 
So kind of give me an idea. You know, when I think beef jerky, I mm-hmm. think um, the gas station beef jerky. Yeah, no. So try to find uh, some beef jerky. You know, like Trader Joe's, uh, mm-hmm. there's actually an organic brand there that she really likes. And Whole Foods or the local co-ops will have much better choices. Also, we have a beef jerky recipe on our website. That's my favorite. Okay, and mm-hmm. I know that Mary Hauge makes that every week for her kids. <laughs> yes, yep. <laughs> And like I said, you know, nuts and seeds, they're really easy to carry. They have those good fats in it. And then for, you know, a portable, easy carb, you can always look at clementines or a small apple. These are really great for people, you know, kids and adults when you're on the go. Very Mm -hmm. portable. Mm -hmm. Right. And another quick idea that I recommend, and I bet you use a lot too, Angela, is a protein smoothie. Definitely. Uh, for a quick snack, throw one scoop of whey protein powder, half a, a half to one cup of frozen berries, and about a third cup of canned coconut milk. Add some water, ice, and dynamic greens if you'd like to. That's optional. And zip it in a blender. So that makes a really nice, easy snack. Yes, I do this for my daughter as well. I use, uh, for the protein powder, I use our Pure Paleo that we sell. And, you know, another thing that's great about the protein shakes or smoothies sometimes is more appealing for a kid is you can have them in a thermal like to go mug and that's something they can sip at school you know keep it in their locker if they need to so a lot of times if if children can't be eating food and carrying that around they can have some of those drinks of that protein shake Mm -hmm. so Angela, let's go back to the pure protein Mm -hmm. the paleo pure Mm -hmm. Um, tell tell listeners why you picked that one versus a whey protein. Yeah, just because that isn't dairy based. So, uh, what with, is it then? Is it pea protein? No, that one is beef. Yep. Okay. Yep. So explain that a little bit to people because <laughs> when yeah. I think when people hear beef protein, right. what does that mean? Yeah. Beef protein powder. Yes. So um, a beef protein powder, and um, you know, it is not coming from the milk, so it has different proteins. And she had my daughter has sensitivities to dairy to yes. even whey, so she's not able mm-hmm. to do that. And, and that's the protein I use as well as the pure paleo. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of people do have that much of a dairy sensitivity. Yeah, that we just can't do the whey either. Yeah, yeah. right. So yeah. they have really actually love that pure pa- yes. paleo protein. Yes, definitely. You know, another thing about um, our protein shakes would be check out our website. If you click on resources and then our blog. Orly, one of our nutrition educators, just recently wrote a helpful article listing some quick and easy snack ideas. She actually makes four smoothies ahead of time just to have them on hand. And she actually makes them for me sometimes, so I have them on hand, (laughs) which is really nice. That is nice. So, Angela, what about lunch? I mean, what do you send your daughter to keep her blood sugar balanced through the afternoon? That's a tough one. Yeah, and I really think, you know, what I have done is not difficult. I really have tried to make things easy so this can be very doable for all of our listeners out there, parents um, as well as adults. Soups or stews work great. Uh, She likes, loves actually our regular chili recipe that we have, or we also have that white chicken chili recipe. And putting those in a wide mouth thermos for her to bring to school has been great. When she does eat school lunch, I've noticed they're very low in fat, so... I add, um, I send along extra fat with her. Again, some of those nuts and seeds to really help her keep her focus for that afternoon. Maybe also if it's a snack that she needs for after school, if she's staying for an after school activity, you could do celery and peanut butter. I do apple slices and peanut butter. And also um, 
when I send that chili, making sure that I send along some um, sour cream or olives for extra fat with that chili. Okay. Those are good good. ideas. Mm -hmm. So now it's time for our next break. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. A supplement I feel is very important for the brain is DHA. And DHA is an omega-3 fatty acid. 60% of the brain is fat. And DHA is the most predominant fat. Depression, anxiety, poor memory, and visual problems have all been correlated with low levels of DHA. So I recommend taking between two and six per day. My daughter's been diagnosed with ADD, and she did notice a benefit from taking about three DHAs a day. Okay, that's good. Yeah, and give us a call in the studio if you have any questions, 651-641-1071. If you want to feel better, you want to have more energy, you want to sleep through the night, feel less achy, improve your digestion and your moods, Look at nutrition. Good nutrition can change all of those things, and the educators at Nutritional Weight and Wellness want to help you. They do this with their weight and wellness classes. It's a series of six classes. You can learn so much about your body and how to properly fuel your body. Did you know that poor nutrition is related to more than 90% of all health conditions? Learn how to properly run your body. The educators at Nutritional Weight and Wellness can help you through the weight and wellness classes. Right now, if you register with a friend or family member, you'll each get $25 off. Classes are taught at Nutritional Weight and Wellness offices and many other locations throughout the Twin Cities. Call 651-699-3438 or go to weightandwellness.com to find a class near you. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, as a past special education teacher and an elementary education teacher, I can tell you if your child cannot focus on their homework, food matters. And as a teacher, if your child is having emotional outbursts or out-of-control behavior, food matters. And as a dietitian who's worked with people with brain injuries at Courage Center, Food matters. You know, as a mother, a grandmother, and a nutritionist, food matters around issues of anxiety. And food matters around the issues of depression. And food matters around the issues of anger and anxiety. And food also matters when we are creating joy. Food also matters when we are creating peace. And food matters when we are creating a sense of well-being. And food really matters. <laughs> so we have a few callers, I know. And so yes. I think we should take a couple. Okay. Good morning, Lynn. You have a question uh, about cirrhosis? Yeah. Um, my father has cirrhosis. And I was just wondering if there's any supplements or nutrients through, whether it's through nutritional weight and wellness or anything else you can think of that might be helpful regarding anything that sure they, they think that well one of the doctors was saying they thought that he would do well and he seems to be tapping of energy and different things as well you can probably guess with the cirrhosis and all sure i think a couple of things that i've learned through the years about cirrhosis is that uh often people with cirrhosis have a lot of food sensitivities so the very logical ones is certainly to take them maybe off of gluten and maybe off of all grains 
and probably sugar and also lots of times dairy and soy. And then you do all that and put them on a lot of good food like more fats. That that skin needs more beneficial fats. And so, you know, more avocados, more olives, more olive oil, more coconut oil, all those things. And then the other thing that I think is a lot of omega-3 fish oil, you know, three to six a day. And then the fatty acids. I hope you're writing all this down. So So the fatty acid that is really good for the skin is something that's called GLA. It's gamma linoleic acid and Mm -hmm. probably three to six of those a day. Mm -hmm. Now I have a other client story to tell you about cirrhosis. I have a client that's been doing the weight and wellness way for couple of years and he's been doing it perfectly and we've accomplished a lot of things in his health but his psoriasis still wasn't doing as well as we wanted and then he started eating sardines for his morning snack at work every day and do you know what it is going away wow so he needed that extra amount of healthy fats to help his psoriasis go away so he's actually off of one of his psoriasis medications now from from that. So mm-hmm. food matters. It does. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Food versus supplements. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think a combination. I mean, he's doing the GLA and the omega-3, but oh, maybe yeah. we just couldn't get enough of it in. So we added right. that extra fat from the the sardines. Right. So anyway. A combination. Yep. That's great. Okay. So hope it works for your dad. Well, I appreciate <laughs> the input. Thank you. Thank you. So should we take another we caller? Have another caller. Okay. Good morning, Mandy. You have a question about DHA? Yeah, my son had brain surgery seven months ago and wondering if that would be a good supplement for him. Perfect. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And definitely. How, how, what do you think he would notice if it's working? How do you know it's working? Well, I, Joanne, Joanne, can you tell what your daughter says that yeah, she noticed? She noticed her ability to focus. She also, um, memory, the focus okay. and the memory um, okay. were the two big pieces she noticed when she started taking that. Okay, and my son is 20, so mm-hmm. should mm-hmm. I start with like two a day, morning and night, or what do you think? I'd start with six a day, six frankly. A day. You know, and you want the true DHA, not okay. fish oil. True okay. DHA comes from algae that the fish okay. eat, but it's the true DHA that does match up to the brain. Okay, and three in the morning, three at night, or with meals? I would or? do two, two, two with mm-hmm. meals. Okay. With meals. Okay. I mean, that's kind of what I would suggest. Okay. You know, but, you know, I think that that's just, there's other nutrients that maybe would help him. So probably a consultation with one of the nutritionists, you know, Joanne would be perfect for mm-hmm. him to meet with because she's okay. worked with so many people at Courage Center with the same type of issues. Yep. Okay, well, thank you so much. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I think we should finish up our talking about, you know, I think one of the things, Angela, let's kind of, you know, you found for your daughter that protein is really important, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And I think a lot of parents really struggle with that, trying to get good, healthy proteins, you know, into them and have it be portable and so forth. So it's taken some trial and error to figure out, you know, what she's really liked. But I think having pro that's our job as parents to have these proteins on hand, you know, some hard-boiled eggs, some chemical-free turkey, or make some of our wild rice meatballs, maybe cheese sticks, 
dairy isn't an issue. And also just having some, you know, figure out what their favorites are. At our house, you know, we, I always have to have bacon ready. Bacon's easy, portable. We, we make it as a batch, freeze it up. And then, you know, have some, some beef sticks on hand. Prairie Pride makes a wonderful beef and cheddar beef stick. And I really like the Grass Run Farms uh, Smoky Sweet because their beef sticks are shelf-stable. So I don't have to worry about refrigeration. So I pick those up at the co-op, at Seward Co-op. And um, even if you're not by there, I think it's worth a, a road trip. It's a it's a great co-op to check out, see if um, that's something that would work for your child. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, we have lots of ideas for kids that have more defiant behavior or more anxiety. So thank you for listening. Thank you, Joanne. Thank you, Angela. Thank and you. we're out of time. Life, I love you. All is Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.